Welcome back, episode D of the 6Ps podcast. And today, I'm going to provide you with 14 tips. Might not be over yet. Five seconds to oh, he's a bounce. 13, 13. <laughs> Can you believe it? No, not 13, 14 tips to assist you when it comes to writing and, I guess, editing your own language analysis essays. So, let's start with number one, introductions. Make sure you state each of the important pieces of information in your introduction and do so in a concise manner. That means get to the point. Avoid repeating yourself and repeating vocabulary. It's really important that you make sure you introduce all the separate texts as well and the IDACT FAST acronym is the one that I use, but as I've mentioned previously, you might have a different one, and that's okay, but just make sure uh, you do include all the important information. Number two, lead with your argument. Your topic sentences should be centred on the author's argument, not on the persuasive technique or the language they use. Make sure you've got a really strong, solid verb to introduce the argument, which could be argues, advocates, asserts, or even outlines or highlights if it's not a specific argument. If you would like to, use an elaborative sentence to elaborate on the topic sentence, or even link the arguments together with your connectives like after or subsequently. You can also bring in any tonal shifts or even audience shifts in your topic sentence before introducing your argument. Number three, intended effect. We can't be too certain of the effect on the reader. We can only talk about the author's purpose or the intended effect. So, change sentences like, this forces the reader to... So something like this encourages the reader to. I mentioned on a previous podcast, phrases like in an attempt to or with the aim of, and that's a way to state the intended effect because, of course, we don't actually know. We can't know. It's impossible to know how the audience is going to react to a specific sentence or phrase. Number four, purpose and effect. Think about these two questions as you're writing your language analysis. What is the purpose of this and what is the intended effect on the specific reader? So when it comes to the first one, what is the purpose of this language device or this tone? Why has the author written this? Is it to encourage something or is it to counteract another view? Second question, what is the intended effect on the specific reader? And I think it's important to think about this question that I tell, I've told you probably a hundred times so far in this unit. You need to get down to how the author wants the reader to feel, to think, or to act. And that's really important. Number five, think about why the audience may react in that way. Why is that method persuasive and is there a shared value that the audience has? 
Do they value safety? Do they value freedom of speech? Do they value their children? Do they value their school? Think about the why. Why the reaudience acts that way. That's the first five tips. We're going to go to our first break and being episode D, the music theme today relates to my favourite film, or my second favourite film, of course, behind Rewindow, which is, of course, Donnie Darko. We'll be back after this. writing and editing your own language analysis and we're up to number six which is to avoid generalized statements and this i think is the one that most students fall into the trap of once again something i've said to you many many times this unit so far is to tell me how not how that device works don't tell me how an anecdote works but to tell me how that specific example or that specific anecdote works. And how you do that is to avoid using generalized sentences. So, a phrasing like, this attempts to engage the audience isn't really specific. It could be written about anything. So, think about what exactly are they trying to get the audience to think, feel, or act. And even if it just means you replace the word reader or audience with a specific audience, that's at least having an attempt at avoiding generic or generalized analysis. Number seven, audience. As I said previously, be specific with who the audience is every time you analyze a phrase, a statement, or a word. Avoid generalized terms like the reader and the audience and pinpoint it. Remember the audience can change throughout an article, so please be aware of that. Number eight, vocabulary. Vocab and expanding your vocab is really important. You need to make sure your writing is formal. Again, we're using that formal tone for these essays, just like the text response essay. You might find that I write on your essays the phrasing word up, and that just means to think of a better word to use or a more complex or sophisticated word to use. I've provided you with a lot of uh, examples of this but words that seem again that's on the front of the room in the red piece of paper where it says ban words the post in the front of the room words like thing gets makes 
there are much more sophisticated words that you can use. Number nine, increase explanation. Don't simply write three or four words on explaining the visual or the language. You need to go into a bit more detail than that. Rather than simply saying something like, this is used to engage the reader, specify and go into more detail. And that links to number 10, which is to increase the detail. Add more than just this encourages them to agree with her or to adopt her position. Be specific as to what exactly she wants or he wants them to adopt, believe, think, whatever other verb you want to use, and keep it focused on the intended effect as well. That was number 10. We'll come back after this break, another song, and go through 11 to 14. and that is to avoid persuasive technique labeling avoid this because the focus needs to be on the argument and the language not the persuasive device comment on the persuasive technique or device if there is one but do this as part of another sentence also use vocab to ensure you aren't repeating yourself and using a phrase like personal experience might be a way instead of saying anecdote all the time. Number 12, add language. You may be writing well on the argument, but what about the author's language? What specific words are they used and what connotations do those words have? Think about what imagery the words conjure up as well. And that's really important when analysing smaller phrases or words that might have negative connotations or positive connotations. An example we saw before, in the Mikey Kale article was harm minimization when talking about pill testing and that's used to soften the issue and to avoid linking it to younger people taking drugs. 13. 
Visuals. Expand on what you say about the visuals. Think about what it shows and then how it's there to position the reader. It's not always there to support the author's view as well. It may contradict the author's view. So please be careful with this. Another thing is cartoons. More often than not, they will be satirical. So please keep this in mind. And that leads us to number 14, which is verbs. You do need to expand on your verb vocabulary. Look at the verb lists that I've provided you and build your own four or five for each different device or technique or whatever it is you're going to use. Verbs are really important. So make sure you build your own verb list and use that to make your writing more engaging for the marker. So there are those 14 tips. We'll be wrapping up in just a moment after one more song from Donnie Darko. Sometimes when this place gets kind of empty Sound of the breath fades with the light I think about the loveless fascination Under the Milky Way tonight Lower the curtain down Down on right. I got no time for private consultation under the Milky Way tonight. Wish I knew what you were looking for. Might I? That's a wrap for episode D, looking at 14 tips to improve your writing and your editing. We'll be back again next time for another edition of the 6Ps podcast, reminding you that proper prior preparation prevents poor performance. Are we finished? Done.